breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike M. McCarty. Hey, you want to know now why I called you? <clears throat> do you want to know why I sound tired? Why do you say you were at the concert last night? <laughs> yeah, why did you call me this morning? Uh well because my phone feel, was on silent. Sorry I, I missed it. I feel terrible about this because I've, i you could have helped and or you could have maybe offered suggestions i'm getting on the on-ramp there by Ernest. you know the big on-ramp okay. to get on i-20 right yeah and about midway up the on-ramp i see something kind of blowing across the, the the ramp and i'm thinking oh it's a bag of trash or you know maybe it's a possum you know i don't know there's possums that get up there every now and then then i see it's a puppy oh Aaron. oh on the on-ramp don't tell me that and i thought i've already gone past it when i realized what it was i'm like i can't back up on the <sighs> ramp and I thought, well, let me catch Mike and make him come this way and see if he wants to pick it up and bring it to work. Or at least tell me, who do you call in an emergency like that? I mean, it's a little puppy wandering up on the on-ramp. I mean, it's surely... Somebody had to have dumped it. I hate that. I hate when when you say that. I was like, I know. That's probably what happened. They just tossed it out a damn window. You ruined my whole morning. I know. And who do you call for that? Does the Humane Society have like a 24-hour number? Actually, I I think they they will send somebody. Somebody help me with that because I feel terrible about it today. And I thought, well, Mike can save the day. He can go a different route and he can stop and pick up the pup because I knew you were right behind me probably. And I, I was thought, a little later this morning, so it would have yeah. worked if I had my phone on. But I thought, oh, man. And then and I got to recording when you called me back, so I couldn't pick up my phone. So I hit the do not disturb button. But um. Sorry about that. No, but, I didn't uh, see it until I got here. So. I um, I did. I just thought about it. You know, I know a lot of things about this community, but I thought, and then I thought, well, do I call nine one one? And they would think I was crazy, so I didn't do that. But I thought there's got to be. A, yeah, it's a, not a nine one one call. Yeah, I know. But send us a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. What do you do if you see an animal? I mean, that's Jeffrey. That's not an animal wandering a neighborhood no, or anything like that. No, that's a, that's what I'm saying. That's Somebody an animal up on a big on ramp. And he was halfway, he or she was halfway up that ramp, was walking back toward Ernest, was going toward Ernest when I saw him. And I thought, oh, my, it looked like a little chihuahua. And it was a tiny little dog. And I thought, Because it, that, uh, there's no place for the, safe for that dog to go. No. Now, it, thankfully, it stayed on the side of the road when it saw my car coming. It stayed on the on the shoulder. But, you know, you, if it decides to cross that road when traffic gets busy, and if you're going that way and you see it, and, I mean, if anything you can do to help. But I, I need to know, is there a number that I need to put in my phone for an emergency like that? I'm, you know, I don't know who to call. It was Martindale today, and I thought Mike can pick it up. I and wish I'd have known. Bring I, it to I work. Yeah, at least done that. Yeah, and then we could have found a home for it. I mean, it could have been the little keel pup for a day, and then you could have the pup after today. So I just felt terrible, and I didn't know who to call. So anyway, my bad. I feel terrible about it, but I'm hoping that somebody got it and took care of it. 
if you see it, please pick it up. You can bring it to me. I'll find a home. I have heard um, of of the late some of the ladies at the Humane Society. Uh, My wife, you know, she volunteers there Mm -hmm. regularly, right? And that the the, the, one of the direct the director. At the time, she's she's moving. She's gone into veterinarian school, Mm -hmm. and uh, um, so she's not going to be doing that anymore. But she said, you know, I have seen her go out. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. they they do it all the time. I know um, Courtney does it. A lot of them, a lot of them in this town have done it over the years. And we'll pick up a box of puppies that got dumped. And then we'll find a home. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of folks that do it. But we need to, you know, on our Shreveport Security Systems message board. And if you don't know how to get to the message board, it's easy. All you do is download the app. And, you know, if you want our notifications, you can get them. If you don't, you can turn those off. So I'm not, you know, we're not going to bother you. But if you want to see local headlines, you can see it on the app too. But you want to see who our guests are coming up in, during the during the show. We'll let you know about that in the app as well. But you can also directly message us. We and- might read your message on the air. And and you can also uh, uh, I'm tired. I was up till <laughs> I was up till eleven o'clock last night. Oh boy! Um, you can also like put a post on Facebook. Okay, and, and a lot yeah. of people, you know, will see it and re- and and hopefully respond uh, in in that way. Also got a message. You can on our Shreveport Security Systems message board. You can follow the three one eight Animal Community on Facebook and tag. I don't want to give her name out, <laughs> but you can tag a certain individual in these types of situations. Is it okay to okay. T- to say her name on the radio? Let me know she if it is. She may not want that. She may know. not want that. That's not who posted this. <laughs> yeah, so. it's not who posted it. Yeah. So I hate to give out her name and then a million people tag her. But if she's okay with that, let me know, uh, DT, and we'll you know we'll connect because I really wanted to stop and pick it up. But by the time oh, I, I passed it, I was I gone. Would've. Oh, I wish I know you would have stopped. I know you would have stopped and picked it up and at least brought it here for a day and. <sighs> Could have, you know, we have food here because some of our folks feed the pets in the in the area. At, at Channel Three, which is on Kings Highway, which, as you know, there's no shoulder on that road. Mm-hmm. It's very one of the most, you know, heavily trafficked streets in our city. Um, but behind the station, my my studio is you enter from the back. Uh, there was a little dog, mm-hmm. you know, kind of wandering around in the parking lot within our fenced in area. Which you can access in and out during right, the day, right? And uh, so I, I tried to get it, but it wouldn't come to me. It was like a little Chihuahua, yeah. You know? It was a little, yeah. Dog, and, and I, so I tried to get it. It wouldn't come to me. It wouldn't. And as I was leaving that evening, uh, yeah. I want to hear that. Yeah. Oh no! It just broke my heart. Uh, I was like, oh, I tried to help you. Mm, that's it, sad. It, I'm yeah. just praying I don't see this little pup tomorrow. I'm. I'm praying that somebody stopped and got it. I'm I'm optimistic somebody somebody did. Hopefully somebody will. It was sad, though. It was sad. I would have stopped if I had seen it early enough, but my, I didn't. I was, I guess I was speeding. I don't know. Heartless. I know. I know. Stop it. I'd have made the loop, but you know, that's, that's. that's. Yeah, I know. Wake up down there and falling asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, uh, Sheriff Steve Prater going to join us uh, coming up next hour. Uh, we'll be talking about a, the uh, the officer involved shooting, mm-hmm. of course, and another one There's, last night. Yeah, and the other one last night. Violence in our community and how some of these people shouldn't be among us, and Justice they are reinvestment. Yeah, I got some more facts on that too. By the way, Mike and McCarty, one to one.
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. So my brother-in-law came over mm-hmm. yesterday. My brother, my brother-in-law plays uh, classical guitar. He's a nice a published author. He's a Renaissance man. He built a house. He built it. Just finished building a cabin up on a lake over in East Texas. Nice. Uh, uh, English professor. I mean, mm-hmm. just fascinating man. And uh, he came over. He was best man at my wedding. Okay. Um, and we went to this concert last night. I knew he would love this. We love Alison Krauss. Oh, she's so good. I could, I, I could, I could sit and listen to her sing the ABCs. Mm-hmm. And she was playing with whom? Robert Plant. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, incredible. It was amazing. Wow. Municipal Auditorium. First of all, I love going to anything at the Municipal Auditorium. Mm -hmm. It just adds such a specialness to it. Oh, yeah. When you go there. Um, The people working, you know, you've got to go through, like, it's it's worse than airport security to get in. Yeah. But uh, all the employees were so nice, Mm -hmm. you know, and everybody was in such a good mood. But one thing that, that struck me, we've got a problem. Uh oh. We've got a problem in in our society in twenty twenty three. Oh no. And and I remember the Eagles concert at uh, in Bozier a few mm-hmm. years ago. Yep. Glenn Fry was still with the Eagles. His final show. His yeah. last concert. Mm-hmm. Um I I started looking we were up in the uh up in the lower balcony mm-hmm. of the municipal last night. And and I got to looking Aaron, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> the entire floor in the, and not only, we can't let our phones go. We can't put our phones in our purse or in our pockets for three minutes. You're videotaping the show instead of watching instead it with of, your first own, of all, own eyes. Instead of watching the show yeah. and enjoying this performance, you're doing something you're not going to go back and watch later. I'm sorry. You're not going to do no, it. No, no. What do you... It, but not only were people videoing, which, okay, okay, if the artist allows it and the venue allows it, okay. Mm-hmm. But Aaron, there's a guy two rows in front of me with his phone out, sitting there scrolling through his texts and oh. Facebook. And oh, God. I'm like, why are you here? What'd you spend your money on? Why Why are you here? Sit in your car and read those. And that's all through the auditorium. People have got their phones down in their laps. <laughs> just sitting there scrolling on the thing. And that's you why can't I... put your damn phone up yeah. for, for an hour and enjoy a show. And and oh, not yeah. distract me mm-hmm. from enjoying, right? You know this exactly. this legendary concert. Mm-hmm. And you see it every. If you go to a restaurant, and then what disturbs me the most, and this is a message to parents: if you're a young parent today, please, 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 I implore you. I have two grown adult sons. I implore you. Teach now. your children that the phone is not allowed at the dinner table. If you're oh. out at a restaurant. In, in, look, because the, the moments are fading, folks. The moments when you're going to sit at a dinner table with your children are fading. They're going to be gone soon. They're going to move out of town. They're going to be at college. They're yep. going to be off with their own families. 
Enjoy the time with your children. Ask them how their day was. Ask them who's their favorite teacher. What's your favorite subject at school? You mean communicate and talk yeah. to one another? What frightened you the most? What do you like most about mommy? What do you like most about daddy? Talk to your children. I told you I went to the theater Friday night at Shreveport Little Theater. And I sat toward the back. Um, and, and it was driving Miss Daisy. Mm-hmm. Almost a full house. Yeah. Lights go down. Stage lights come up. Things start happening. The lady directly in front of me oh. holds up her phone and starts taking pictures of the performers. Now, thankfully, she didn't have her flash on. Yeah. And I, I didn't say anything. And I'm sitting there. And then the next scene, boom, she brings her phone up, starts taking pictures. And Aaron, it it takes you out of right. You're you're right. trying to enjoy this performance. Mm-hmm. They're telling a story. They're, They've it's worked an their experience. butts off to be there. Yeah. And 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 this person is now taking me out of this experience. Mm-hmm. I can't. You know, I know the story. I can't. I can't enjoy this performance. Right. So she does it again. I yeah. finally, I, I finally lean forward very, very politely. I said, "Ma'am, I'm sorry, but that is so distracting to yeah. me." Yeah, could you please? And I was expecting. Well, look, I haven't. You know, I was expecting, mm-hmm. but she was very polite. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize good, that, good. and she didn't do it anymore. Very good. Thankfully, that's not what you normally get. Can that's we not sure. put our damn phones down? <sighs> Are please. we that addicted yeah. to our phones? Mm-hmm. I, I'm just. I, I'm, What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, as she's over <laughs> on her phone texting. It's a little I'm different joking. in your situation. Know, you're I working. Know. You're, I know. You're, you're, you're you're lining up guests and texting people. You up? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you upped yet? Yeah. I'm working on it. You up? <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> Sheriff Steve Prater joining us after the top of the hour. Mike and McCarty. What a. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCartney. Now I can't stop thinking about that puppy, Aaron. Yeah, out in the I, rain. I, I did get some advice though just now. So Up this the, is um. Okay, on, so on. it's on the it's on the entrance ramp. If you're coming uh, into downtown, but you're going west on I twenty, mm-hmm. right there in front uh, of Ernest, you're going to get on the Ernest, big ramp. Yeah, yeah, and it's off to the right, and mm-hmm. then it swoops over to the left. Yep. And you found you saw a, a puppy that you didn't stop and help. Um, I'm not going to judge. <laughs> I was already way beyond the puppy. I would have had to back my car up. No, you wouldn't. You make the loop. You go around. You get off. You come back on and go I back around. running late, and I thought, Mike's right behind me. Mike will get it. He'll I, take care of it. If I had my phone I on. I didn't pick it, up the I phone. I, 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 as I got here at the at the station, I turned my phone on, and it was like, oh, missed call. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah. 
Well, I got I got some advice. I don't know if it would work, but it and somebody with the police department let me know if this would work. Said call the non-emergency police number because it's not a nine one one call. Six seven three seventy three hundred. And option three, and tell them it's a traffic hazard because it could be it could okay. run out in front of the car. Oh, there you go. And they may tell you to call animal control because they have after hours people, but not likely they would come. You could call the sheriff's department maybe. And Facebook is your best friend. So, also said, ask Prater about the puppy because he's a dog lover. So, we'll ask him, what do you do about, you know, what do you do about that? If you see something that, you know, when I look back on it, of course, I should have made the loop or I should have backed up my car. There's no traffic out there at 430 in the morning, you know, but I didn't. And I thought Mikey would be behind me and Mikey yeah, would sorry. pick up his phone and, and uh, run. You would have changed your route, I know. You I would have. And, I would have come up that way. And picked up the pup and we could have a puppy in here today, peeing on everything. And the boss would love that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm hoping. And the thing that only breaks my heart is that it probably got dumped up there. How scared is that little guy? You know, he's on a major thoroughfare. Now, he was walking down toward Ernest. So I'm hoping he gets to Ernest and, that you know, somebody there at Ernest is there early and, you know, helps him or get he gets over to one of those businesses where somebody picks him up. But if you got him, let us know about it on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. If somebody picked him up, please let us know. I just hope he's okay. I really do. I hope he's all right. Sheriff Steve Prater will be joining us after the news at 7 o'clock. Coming up next, more disturbing news. Uh, from the home uh, state of Seattle, so it shouldn't surprise you, Micah McCarty. One on one. You need to go back to the interstate is what you need to. In, in fact, if you'll cover, I'll go out there. I'll I'll leave now and go. Yeah. Chica's in 1017 here. 1017 FM. She just made me feel Q. terrible. No, it, it's on you. I, I, uh. it, okay, so Chica walked in and I said, well, Aaron, Aaron said, we could have had a dog for you, yeah. but then. If you're new to the I party. Said, no, she just drove off and left it on uh. the interstate. I'm very upset right now. Like, I get it. It was dark. But at what point don't you go, hey, hello? Like basic human courtesy, McCarty. Well, you don't know the. Let me tell you the full story. You're just joining us if you just tuned in. I'm on the on ramp right by Ernest to go west onto the freeway. Okay, big on ramp. Gotcha. Okay, middle of the on ramp. I see what looks like a bag of trash blowing across the freeway, or a possum. Every now and then, I see a raccoon up there. But then when I get closer to it, it's a little puppy on the inside lane. And looks like a little chihuahua. And I'm flying. I'm flying on this ramp. So I'm I'm a quarter of a mile beyond it when I realize, oh, my gosh, that was a puppy. Oh, my gosh. You can't back up on the on-ramp. There's no way to back up. How many people were behind you? Nobody. Exactly. Keep going. So I well, thought. it is a curved on-ramp. It you is can't curved. I'm now merging around. onto the freeway. Now there are people. You know, by the time I thought, I, oh, my God, it's a puppy, I'm getting on the freeway. Second question, how early do you make it to work every day? Before five. Okay, so so there's a chance that you could have taken an exit, gone back around. Shut the hell up. Just listen okay. to the story. Oh. <laughs> I'm, what, I'm sorry, what, I'm trying what, to be a journalist here. What did so I say? That's what exactly I did, what I said. I said I'd have gotten off there at Line Avenue, made the loop, came back you. around. I was running late, and oh, here's look, what I did. It's not Mr. Tin Man next it's to me. It's not my fault. It's Mike's fault. 
Because oh. here's what I did. Oh, now it's your fault. Yes. Okay, hold on. Work with me. Because I didn't have my phone on. Let's get the girl vibes going. <laughs> I'm not on your side right now. Get, I'm going to get you there. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so who comes in right behind me? Always here right behind me. Martindale. And I thought, I'll call him. He can adjust his route. He can look for it, pick it right up. He's he's literally two minutes behind me typically. So I'm like, let me call. He'll pick him up. Then I don't have to make the loop because I was all about making the loop and come around. So let me call Mike. So then I call Mike. Voicemail. Didn't have my phone on. How do you not have your phone yeah, on? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I what if I was sick? Phone. What if I hit a uh, tree? Uh, uh, there are so... Well, that what if true. I was hurt? I'm, I'm going to have to side with her on that. <laughs> thank you. But also... How are you? Can it hit me with I do, yeah. I depend on a man? <laughs> Listen, no, 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 go back off, to Mike. First off, first off, you start off with hello. I'm just gonna totally ignore a cute little puppy and keep driving, and then I'm gonna depend on a man. You're listen. The feminist in me just I am died. not getting out of my car at 4.30 in the morning, nor am I backing up on an on-ramp at 4.30 in the morning. I will get stopped for DWI. I'll get... Th- Do you know how, how how much a lot of people would love to see me in handcuffs and in jail? There's a lot of people in this town that would love that mugshot. <laughs> and the day's coming. Hey! So well, I, what I'm saying is might as well get pulled over for, hey, I was trying to save a puppy. Do you realize I could switch that headline for you? Local radio celebrity, yeah. you know, dog hero. Uh-huh. I can see the headline now. Like, I'm just saying, you were in the wrong. And I if just, anybody sees that puppy. I just need that puppy to be alive. I need someone to pick it up and bring it here. Because we were going to give it to you. It what was going to be I a pret- chica puppy. What if, what if I pretend to be you? Yeah. I'll, I'll totally just role play being you. Okay. On the show. What I do, just just yell crazy insanity. Like, yeah. Yeah, saying things that pretty don't much. Make sense. Yeah, um, and then you could go find the dog and redeem yourself. This is your hero story. Like oh, you have no, the potential no. to be a hero. I'm just trying. Listen, this is Mikey's this is your it's hero Mikey's origin fault. story, and you're ruining it for it's yourself. It's Mike's fault. Mike, it's not your fault, but you should keep your phone on you. The fact that your phone was turned Thank off. Thank you. You know what? I'm just disappointed I turn my with phone both off. of you. <laughs> both Every of us are night. disgraceful. I turn my phone off. Oh. We, have, we have somebody that texts us all hours and without regard to time or personal mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah, I turn my phone Plus, you need to turn your phone off so it will... Reset. You need to reboot. Not when you're on the way to work and your partner could partner could have hit. He's digging deep for this one. Hold on. Who told you that you needed to do that to your phone? (laughs) You have to turn it off. If you don't ever turn it off, this is from a lady. This is who would have been at the concert last night. One of the people that I was talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. She'd have been on her phone. Oh, she'd have been on her phone. She'd have had her phone out all the time. Oh yeah. We did. We dissed you bad. Oh, oh so yeah, not you. On me. You know what? Not you personally. It's, it's, it's your fault. It's your, your fault for not, not picking up that puppy. You know what? I'm I'm over this show. Y'all are both bonkers. Except you, Ruben. I love you. Peace out. Go fix me a sandwich. <laughs> Sheriff Steve Prater may be coming in just after seven o'clock. He Mike might have turned around. Yeah. What about seven FM?
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike in McCarty checking the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Aaron, I'm quoting, when you run for office, it's going to come out that you didn't stop to save a puppy. I can see it now. Puppy killer McCarty. Don't vote for the puppy killer. I'm not running for office. I promise you. Yeah. No don't kidding. don't start that rumor. My wife my wife has told me in in, in some in some seriousness you should run for mayor. Oh God! Because there's no. nobody that I don't know. I've lived here all my life, mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm like, I don't want the job. No, you can never win. Oh my gosh. God! I, I was thinking that exact thing yesterday, and I almost texted Arsenault after watching that city debacle of a city council oh, meeting. I, I I wouldn't be able to. Aaron, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I almost texted him. I don't have the. Thanks for all you do. He sits there calmly. People get up and blast him. Council members blast him. I just thought, oh, man, he's calm, controlled. He doesn't respond back. He just keeps on trucking. And I thought, man, that's tough to do. It's tough not to just go, I've got to go to the bathroom. While you're talking, I'm going to the bathroom. Be like the on the plane. And I'm going to the bathroom on you. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's just, uh, you know, it's frustrating because you you know what you want to do. You know what your agenda is, and and you hope that the council buys into it, but maybe they don't. Okay, got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Aaron just drove past Ernest's and did not see any signs of the puppy, hoping okay. it's somewhere safe. But you got to go up on the entrance ramp. Maybe they didn't go yeah, you up. You got to go up on the westbound ramp. I, I'm hoping it made it off the ramp. Someplace. I am too. I'm 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 thinking it's in a nice warm home this morning. Eating some puppy chow. Lapping up some warm milk. Yes. By a fire. That would make me very, very happy. Well, look, we had another officer involved shooting yesterday. This man apparently shot at police. Um, so Are you we can't make him a victim. You can't get up and stand up in front of, you know, the whole world and go, oh, these police have gone. He's fired shots at them. What would you like them to do? Right. What do you want them to do? There were several shots heard in the neighborhood. He's now in the hospital. I, sources told me he was shot in the leg, but it may have hit a major artery. So he w- last report, he was critical. Um, I don't have that confirmed yet. So I'm hoping that he is okay. But uh, we haven't gotten his name yet. Um, it happened in the uh, Caddo Heights neighborhood off of Linwood near Wallace Avenue and Fulton Street. Not too far from the school board office. Um, what was happening prior to the police arriving? Why were they, uh, they got, called? They were called for shots fired in the area. Okay. They got a call, shots fired. When they get there, apparently whoever was firing the shots started firing shots at them. And they returned fire. Um, again, I don't know officially because state police have stepped in and they don't say a lot in the early stages. But at last report, he was shot at least once, uh, we believe, in the leg. Um, we No officers were hurt, thank God. Again, we could today be talking about an officer killed. And we gotta, we gotta realize we're probably gonna find out this man that was firing shots never should have had a gun in the first place. Mm. Look how I'm biting my lip. I know, biting I know, I know. Lip. Sheriff Steve Prater uh. will be talking about that and uh, justice reinvestment amongst other things. Mike and McCarty coming up after the local news. 101.7 FM. 7-
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with the high sheriff. Caterpillar it's sheriff. not high. No, <laughs> not, not this morning. It, it's a phrase. I know, man. I want you to. I want you. I want you to know. One time, uh, you were calling in one morning, and, and Ruben had put you on hold, and he put you on hold, and he looked over at Aaron and I, and he says, "If you'd have told me ten years ago, I'd be on a first name basis with the sheriff of Caddo Parish." Chit <laughs> <laughs> chatting you with him crazy. on the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, thank you for coming in. Well, you're welcome. Did you see the guys rolling around in their dumpster? The, when you came in, no, it's, I it's did not. Off subject, but if they're out there when you leave, will you arrest them, please, as trespassing charges <laughs> on my authority? <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> Digging stuff out of our dumpster. Anyway, let me let me ask you. We've had a tragic week. Sunday night, we have an officer involved shooting in Shreveport. Right, a man is killed. Yesterday, we have uh, shots fired. Police are responding to. They get there. The man apparently fired shots at them. We don't have the full report yet. They returned fire, hitting him. Uh, he's wounded. Last report critical. Um, what's going on? Well, it's just a sign of our times. It, I mean, it's not just officers involved in shootings, as you know, because mm-hmm. you report it all the time. It's it's uh, it's people. People are carrying guns. They're using the guns. It seems like they've lost all sense of of uh, values and sense of caring about people. I, I don't. Uh, I start to say I don't understand it, which I don't understand, but this is not much, it's not unlike back in the early 90s, if you'll remember then. We went through the same thing. We had the same number of homicides back when I was chief of police the first year. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a horrible thing, a lot of violence, a lot of violence. What what are some things that we should do differently? Boy, you when you say that, it just really I could speak for days mm-hmm. on this. And I went to a meeting the other night with a, a bunch of good good folks got together at Bird High School, Freeport Citizens United. And there's groups like this and efforts and 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 all that come on. So many of them deal with the front side. We in law enforcement, we have to deal from, with the side where you once you pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. You know, once we deal with the harder end of it, I can tell you a lot of things at the harder end that we could do once a person's been caught. I can tell you about, you know, keeping people locked up uh, for longer times mm-hmm. when they have shown that they are going to violate gun laws and when they've shown they're going to hurt other people. They need to be segregated for, until we're sure that they have decided that that they're going to behave and not hurt people. Uh, that's so important that, People will say, oh, all Prater wants to do is lock them up. We run some of the best rehabilitation programs at CCC through our reentry program that, that you'll find. So, you know, we don't just believe in locking them up. I know that people deserve second chances, but by golly, if you told you can't have a gun and you have a gun and then you're told again you can't have a gun, you have a gun, then you get another gun when you get out of jail and you shoot somebody, it should not surprise us. Let me ask you something. We, we've, we've talked about this before and, and, you know, and, and I know you're Northwood graduate. When back in high school, we had guys with rifles, you know, hunting rifles in right. the back window of the truck. You got in a fight in high school. Nobody even thought about getting a, a, a gun and shooting. What has caused the change of thinking? I mean, let's, let's take it back to, you know, why are we even thinking that way now? I contend video games, violent video games, 
have an effect. They're not the sole cause, obviously. Uh, parents have an input, you know, but in social media to me. Yeah, but, yeah, but what do you think is the change well, that I, has caused yeah. this entire thinking change? When you said video games, I thought I was thinking about that last night because I was watching this kind of this silly show where they bring things in for pawn shops and whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. value, I can't remember the name of the pawn show. stars. Pawn stars. Okay, I was watching that and I learned that in the early 1900s they had a comic book commission. Because Congress had decided that comic books were going to be the the decline of our nation. So we had to monitor what kids could see in comic books. Mm-hmm. So that's why Mad Magazine turned from a comic book to a magazine because there was less less rules on the magazines than comic books. Okay, back to the story that we're talking about. Video games, when you start talking about that, and, and, and I don't know, I don't know that it's that simple. There are a lot of things from childhood development, from early education, from single parents, from jobs to opportunities to no hope to all that. All that's on the front end. I don't have the answer to that. I can tell you one thing, though, that if somebody has a gun and hurts somebody, goes to jail, gets out early, that they good chance that they're going to hurt somebody again with a gun. Not always. But there's a good chance that's the ones that I think we, we you know, we got this catch and release program going on uh, that that just is, is really aggravating. We need to pour whatever resources that we have into those that we already catch and, and see what we can do about keeping them or really rehabilitating them. Justice reinvestment has not done it. It's been a bust. I don't care what you might read from some places. There were some good things about it, but there's a lot of bad things about it. Well, tell me something good about it. Give me something positive to think about it. All the money you got, right? <laughs> we didn't We didn't get any money out of it. Uh, there was a lot of money for the state. Uh they, we went from the worst in the nation or the highest number incarcerated in the nation to second highest yeah, for about six months. And now we're back to the most, you know, most incarcerated. So I guess you could call that, that good about it if you, if you're so inclined. And there are some things that needed to be done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some of the, um, some of the penalties for drug usage. And I'm all, all about not locking you up. For the rest of your life for drugs, you got to get some help because so many times that's somebody. But if you're out there dealing drugs, there again, you shouldn't you shouldn't get a ticket for mm-hmm. for selling marijuana, for instance. When when first thing you know, you're gonna have profit, you're gonna have money, you're gonna have guns. We're gonna make an arrest, and the social media's gonna blow up. The police and the sheriff need to be doing something besides locking people up for marijuana. And that's the root cause of many of our shootings, mm-hmm. drugs and, and distribution of drugs. Can you stay with us? I want to talk to you when sure. we get back about what is the process when a police officer shoots someone. And can okay. we talk about that when we get sure. back? Okay. Sure. County Parish Sheriff Steve Prater in studio, Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty in studio with Cattle Parish Sheriff Steve Prater. You were asking about the process. Yeah. Do you mean after after a shooting has occurred? Right, with after the law you have, enforcement I mean, officer. This this isn't your first rodeo. You've been a, a police officer, you were police chief, you're now sheriff. When a police officer shoots a suspect or anyone, what is the process, Sheriff Steve Prater? 
Well, there's a lot that goes on. Uh, to begin with, you separate the officers that might have witnessed it or been there. You separate them, get them apart from each mm-hmm. other. You take their firearm and you secure it. Uh, each one goes into evidence and it's secured at the scene by the supervisors. You get anybody else there that may need to assist with the with the uh, mental state of the officer because it is such a traumatic thing. I've seen them. I've seen all sorts of reactions, horrible reactions, mm-hmm. that, because you know policemen doesn't. I've never known a policeman wants to go out and shoot somebody. Right. Uh, you do all of that. Of course, you 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 rope off the scene. The, there's nothing you can do about the body camera. Uh, footage it automatically downloads. They can't change that. They mm-hmm. can't stop it or start it. It's, you know, they, they can, uh, it's, it's, it's permanent. Uh, if the camera doesn't malfunction, it's permanent. So all of that evidence, uh, there's so many things that go into it. From there, you begin deciding who's going to investigate. Was it routine for you as chief to call in state police as we no. have been doing now? No, back then and up until just recently, we, we investigate them our own. Uh, our own selves, because like the Shreveport Police Department, they work more homicides in a year than the state police does by far Mm -hmm. in Caddo Sheriff's Office. But people these days expect and demand transparency. And so the state police has been that transparent uh, or people Some would say confidence. they haven't. <laughs> right. And, and, and the Ronald uh, Green case. And, and we've had a real problem because of the Ronald Green case sure. and all that. Had a real problem deciding when we have an officer involved shooting, deputy involved shooting, who are we going to investigate ourselves because the people elect me and they hold me responsible. Mm-hmm. But then there's the argument that they shouldn't be investigating themselves. And I can understand that sure. too. So, so we've pretty much, uh, many have decided on the state police. There's some on the, uh, uh, eastern part of the state, they have a coalition of sheriff's offices together, and they have a memo of understanding that they investigate their own. Other sheriff's offices will come in. Okay. And, um, and you know, we've thought about that with Sheriff Whittington and talked to him about it, and he's concerned, as I am, you know, trying to do the right thing for the people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a hard hard decision to make, but up to now, state police has done a, or, uh, I'll say up to now, uh, state police has done in the last couple that we've been been a part of or witness a, mm-hmm. a good job. You just you just made a comment uh, offhandedly there, and you said deputy involved shooting, and this is something I don't think a lot of people. Uh, a deputy is not an officer, is that correct? That's correct. We a trooper is not an officer; he's right. a trooper. Right. And that's just a little technical thing that's always gotten to me when people say, uh, and, uh, you know, an officer of the sheriff's department. Well, he's not an officer. He's right. a deputy. And the sheriff's office is not a department. It's an office. It's a sworn office. And technically, by law, I am the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. The person that's elected is the sheriff's office. And people that work for the sheriff's office actually work for me. So it's a different setup. But okay, yes, the, the officers are typically put on leave, correct, correct. after shooting. Now, when more and more people are now demanding for that body cam to be released, and we're seeing it now start to be released. Back in the day, that wasn't released until this went to trial or right. there was some disposition. But now we're expecting that body cam footage to be released by state police. What has changed that? Well, I'm, that's that's the main the main 
fault I have with the state police doing it. As people know, they've gotten used to me over the last 30 years of being chief and sheriff and all that, that I tell you from the scene what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I said, it looks like this. The evidence isn't all in. We're not through the investigation, but it looks like that he was shot at about 30 yards. We did recover another gun there, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the state police is more closed, ma- closed mouth mm-hmm. about it, and that's just their philosophy, and that's understandable. They want to get everything and release it as a package and not piecemeal it out. And that's the only that's the only real difference that I have with the state police and the way that we do things. They'll do it thoroughly. Um, but, uh, you know, I like to let the public know quick what's on my mind. They elected me. They mm-hmm. want to know what I'm doing. I'm the only elected law enforcement leader, you know, like that. And so mm-hmm. the public expects to hear from me. Right. And I tell them. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you one, one other thing with regard to that. Um, if the officers that you are now questioning or that state police are now questioning, if they tell a different story, will we ever know that? If the officers tell contradictory one, yes. stories. Will I ever know y- that? Yes, you will You will know that uh, if it can be proved. Now, you know, anytime you see something, uh, anytime you see something, people see it in a different vein and describe it differently. If, mm-hmm. That's not uncommon. That's more common than not. But if it's a case where you feel like that somebody is really trying to skew the story and you can prove it, then, of course, that would, that will be reviewed by the district attorney's office and uh, and the other law enforcement agency, and recommendations will come from there. One more thing from me. Mike may have another question, but let me ask you this. Um, it's troubling to me because today, yesterday, we could have been talking about a police officer dead. But yet we hear a lot of folks in our community um, bashing police. Uh, you know, why do you keep killing people? Why do you keep killing black people specifically in our community? Um, how hard does that hurt you to hear that? It really hurts because we're... We in law enforcement, and especially me in particular, we, we wait, we try to get, we try to wait till all the evidence is in and we don't prejudge people. We don't profile people. We don't say because that's a particular color person driving a particular car so they've got drugs or they do have, you know, or they, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We're very careful not to do that. And to be accused of that immediately, all we're saying is give us a fair shake. State mm-hmm. police is investigating it. Everybody just cool down your tempers and quit saying things that you don't know anything about and and just cool off a little bit take mm-hmm. it down i mean we do it with national politics now we do it with every, everything's got so much hate yeah. um that that and they're they're treating the officers like criminals and many times the criminals like the victims and and everything is all turned upside and boogered up in our world mm-hmm. but that you 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 say you don't profile okay right. but but profiling is I, I have to be very careful about saying this because if, if you're in a in a if you're patrolling, say in a, in a right a, a majority black neighborhood, okay, and a pickup rolls in uh, a, a seventy five thousand dollar pickup with two white teenage boys in that truck. Common right. sense is going to tell you they probably don't live there. They probably, you know, they're they're not going, they're not there for any good reason. 
Is, well, am Mike, I wrong in that? No, don't don't confuse you're, because I understand, and you've got a police background, so you know what we're talking about. There is a big difference between profiling suspicious quote. I mean, a profiling comma suspicious circumstances comma right, and that's and what stereotyping. I mean. Stereotyping that's what I mean. exactly. is different from profiling. Profiling is different from suspicious person. In other words, we would we would probably take action on that person if they acted suspiciously on the pickup truck being in that neighborhood. But just because they were a pickup truck in the neighborhood wasn't enough. Right. They have a and right to drive wherever they want. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I made a statement one day not long ago about uh, about a particular vehicle, you know, and somebody mm-hmm. said, oh, you're just, bro-. I said, no, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's a little part of the probable cause, a little part of the suspicious right. circumstances, a little part that we have to factor in. Sheriff sure. Steve Prater, thank you so much for coming in this morning. You're we welcome. Thank you very much. Respect you what talk you about do. The um, you're on my side, though. <laughs> I'm kind of on your side. Mike and McCarty, what a what. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline with the the president of the North Louisiana Economic Partnership. Uh, glad to have Justin Dixon with us. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Aaron and Rube. Good morning, Reuben. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Morning. We uh, you've got some good news, some good economic news to share. Tell us what's going on. Absolutely, absolutely. So we. We had a great announcement with one of our existing industries, Polec GE, yesterday. And Polec GE is going to be bringing additional jobs into the Shreveport-Bossier area. Uh, they're actually committing to 153 jobs. And these are advanced manufacturing, well-paying jobs, close to $60,000 a year. Uh, on top of that, they'll be investing uh, almost $30 million into the facility out there. And this is great because they have facilities all over the world, Polak GE does. And if they're putting money into our facility, that means they believe in it. They believe in their workforce. Uh, they believe in northwest Louisiana, and this is going to give us a chance to grow. What made them pick us? Well, you know, we asked them that, and I was not surprised. They, they have a fantastic workforce out there. Uh, they are, have production going on out there. They're profitable. That's what happens in the private sector. And uh, they figured they could capitalize on that and continue to grow. We've heard a lot of people say that we have a shortage of workers. It is a, it is a struggle to find workers. Um, is, is the story different here? Well, I think it's, you know, what are you talking about? You know, if, if it's a shortage of worker, it's $12, $13, $14 an hour, maybe. Uh, but these are good, livable wages at close to 60000 and, you know, they've been expanding. We did an expansion with ProLuck D last year, uh, and, and, and they're seeming to have success. Now, I will tell you this. They are partnering with the state and Fast Start to help with those recruiting efforts. Uh, and us at NLEP, my CEO, Angie White, who lives and breathes, uh, you know, workforce every day. Uh, she's actually working with ProLuck G through the FAME chapter, which is uh, a workforce development uh, work study that we put up last year and uh they're participating in that and they seem to be having success the ge plant is out on uh i say plant they're, they're out on uh, burt coons and they're near the interstate so logistically they're they're in a, a great position 
it's it's two turns from their from their operation to get on the interstate and go east or west. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, what are they going to be making out there? Is this a new product? What what will they be manufacturing? So what what they currently manufacture are transformers. You know these big, huge green metal boxes that you see that help move power around to dumb mm-hmm. it down for my sake, not mm-hmm. yours. Yeah. Uh, mine, mine, will, too. mine too. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> uh, these will be transformers that they'll be making that's actually in the alternative energy uh, sector. So, you know, the, these wind turbines out west or these solar farms that you're hearing about, these are, these are going to be transformers that are going to assist in putting that power on the grid. It looks like the jobs, and, and you can see at keelnews.com where to go apply for the jobs, by the way. Machine operators, maintenance personnel, supervisors, and engineers. How soon will they start hiring these folks? You know, they're, they're constantly hiring. So they, they will start ramping up very soon. Uh, and then, you know, as they mentioned yesterday, hope to have this in full operation in the summer of 2024. We're talking with Justin Dixon, president, North Louisiana Economic Partnership. Justin, this is just another in in what's now become a line of what I consider really good news for Shreveport, Bossier, in our area. Uh, of course, the Amazon plant. We've got the, the casino being redone. We've got uh, development going on on the riverfront. Are there other things in store and, and doesn't, you know, doesn't this positive development breed more positive development? One would hope, Mike, <laughs> uh, you know, we have a tendency to, to try to find the negative in anything positive around here, and hopefully we're turning the corner on that. Uh, well, that's what I would right. like to do is try to find the positive. You know, the port going on down, uh, so much good that's going on in our area that we can focus on, and I think you guys, it makes it easier to sell. And absolutely. Success begat success. And... uh you know, I mention it every time and intentionally. You know, we work with the port. We work with BRF. We work with Greater Bossier, and we're doing that probably better than we ever have. And that's what it takes to compete on a global level. And, uh, and I think we're having success in multiple places, and I think this is just the beginning. Okay, let me uh, – devil's devil's adversary, as they say. You good at that. You good at that. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, the state is offering Prolect GE an, an incentive package. Um, that will obviously save them money, some tax breaks. I'm curious about that, and I know you you know the deets. Um, if they don't meet their end of the bargain, do they not get the tax breaks? I'm I'm curious about that. So you know that, that's one thing you hear all about. We're giving all this money away. Well, these are contracts put in place, cooperative endeavor agreements, and these are performance based grants. There are measures that companies like Prolect G have to meet, and if they don't meet, they do not get the incentive. Thank you. And so, uh, you know, we're not giving money away. We're incentivizing the creation of well-paying jobs. How long have y'all been working on this project? <laughs> Almost two years. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah, I know what I say it because everybody thinks, well, that happened last week. No, we've been working on this since about the time I, I came in here over two years ago. And, uh, and it's a continual process and that's what we have to do. You know, we like to recruit the new exciting stuff, uh, but the existing industry, we have to take care of them because that's where we can really grow at a quicker pace. If you, if you were to guess today of these 153 new jobs, how many of those folks are in our market right now? 
And how many of them will be coming in from from out of the out of the region? You know, it's hard to say until you get the final data. But, you know, typically these jobs are going to grow the local market. And and as we continue to do that, then we'll have people in Texas that will look over and say, well, hey, I'm tired of sitting in traffic for an hour. Maybe I want to go somewhere, have a little bit better quality of life. And so it's a long game, obviously. But but initially, I would say the vast majority of these these uh, applicants will come from this region. Justin Dixon, uh, North Louisiana Economic Development Partnership. Uh, Justin, the GM plant is getting new life. How's that coming along? Absolutely. Uh, if if anybody wants to drive out there, you'll see there are construct there's construction going on out there. Uh, they're replacing the roof on Building C. Uh, they'll be upgrading the inside, upgrading the outside. And so uh, lots of things going on there, and obviously we're chasing other projects out there, and hopefully we'll get some more, some okay. more business In, out anything, there. Yeah, spill some tea. What's, anything what's you next? can tell us about. Yeah, what I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> You're no good to me. You can't blame a brother uh, for trying. <laughs> hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I would too. So we could have some good, more good news coming up. You know, we are every day working to get – better jobs into northwest Louisiana, north Louisiana. Uh, as I told you yesterday, Aaron, I've got to be on the road at 8 because we're going to chase the next one. And, uh, and that's what we do. So, you know, every day we're working to get another announcement, and, and hopefully one morning we'll wake up and there'll be another one. Okay, tell the guys at Bucky's we said hi. <laughs> we'll do it. Thanks. Now my phone will be ringing all day. <laughs> Justin Dixon, North Louisiana Economic Partnership. We appreciate your efforts, and uh, thanks for keeping us posted, sir. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate you guys. You bet. 1017 FM. I hope so. I hope so. I'm gold. That's what they say. I'm gold when I come unglued. It, it makes for good radio. Radio gold. 1017 yeah. FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty with uh, puppy killer Aaron McCarty. Hey. Mike Martindale. We'll talk about that next hour. I didn't kill the puppy. Puppy's alive and well. We hope so. I'm I'm watching the count. This was the first time I could not watch the entire city council meeting. It has devolved into a um, a mess. Is all I can tell you. It's a mess. I applaud. feelings. Yes. Yeah. From your chairman of your city council. You wouldn't see that. And I apologize to you, Wally. I apologize to you, Leesville. I apologize to you, DeRitter. You wouldn't see this at a council meeting in a small town like those. You're now seeing it from the third largest town city in our state where your council chairman is now berating private citizens, private citizens yeah. or members of the media or whoever he doesn't like that day from his dais up on the horseshoe. He is giving speeches. He's doing prayer prayer things. He's doing... Well, so-called. Right. So called. And I'm not against prayer. Please don't That's say I'm... That's why I say you that. Know, it's like, that is not the time for that. I admire you for your religious fervor, but that is not the time for that. It is not the time for you to sit up there and berate members of our community who happen to be critical of you. It's just, be above it. Rise above it. Sit there and take it. 
and move on. Dust it off. I mean, I take it every day. If you could see mm. my message board every day from the hate, dust it off. Move on. Do your job. Improve our city. That's why we elected you. Do what is best for the whole of the city. When you get into the gutter like you're doing and start bad-mouthing members of our community, shame on you. Well, he went on. I don't know. How long is this about oh. a, a member of the media? On and because on. Because he doesn't like what, what, what is being written. Right. He doesn't like what is being written, so he he goes on a personal attack. This could be this could be about Mike Martindale. This could be about Ruben. And Read may, it. And may well be next. And may well be next. Right. It may be about you. It may be who knows who he's going to go off on next. Being on the chair, chairman of the city council is not the place to go off like this. And I implore the rest of the council. It is time to put a stop to it. It is time to interrupt him and go, this is not the place for this. And if he keeps going, going, walk the hell out. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I know. Uh, Okay. I need to Got to take a break. Take a breath. (sighs) Uh, Councilman Jim Talaferro is going to join us coming up after the local news. Mike and McCarty. 1017 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Shreveport City Councilman uh, Jim Talaferro joining us. Jim, good morning, sir. And good morning to you both. How are you? Well, we're doing okay. Uh, heart rates are up a little bit. Yeah, they are. Twelve, yeah. twelve million dollars in street development, litter abatement. Uh, members of the city council have postponed and delayed this again because feelings, I guess, are hurt. Tell tell us about why the delay and, and what do we need to do? Well, I don't I'm, I don't know about all the feelings being hurt. I think that uh, you know sometimes uh, we make decisions or we have been brought information that um, some members of the council were were not um, I guess were not uh, comfortable with. I know that Councilman uh, Taylor made some substitute motions to the street funding ordinance thirty two, um, which. I just couldn't follow that yesterday. Now, I missed the work session, and I know that it wasn't discussed in the work session. None of these changes were. And because of that confusion amongst, I was not the only one, amongst other uh, council members, we voted to postpone this at least for another couple of weeks. I think Councilman Butcher and Councilman Woman uh, Bowman um, decided to give some time to Councilwoman Taylor to submit whatever changes she felt necessary um, to amend this ordinance uh, for street repairs. Um, I know that Councilwoman Bowman was very animate about these changes, saying that, uh, you know, she actually expressed her um, her concern that uh, if uh, any changes or any discussions were to be made, that should have been made at the work session, which is typically where things are, you mm-hmm. know, laid out on the table and, and things are discussed. So because of that delay, the other ordinances had to be postponed because they were, at the, what they call companion uh, companions to the original ordinance, I think that was 32. So that's where we are on that. Um, we, of course, on a on a happy note, we did we did confirm um, our new CAO, Mr. Dark, and uh, we also uh, confirmed our um, 
financial uh, director, Miss. Sherika Fields Jones. Sherika Fields, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me let me yeah, ask you this. A, that was a good positive light. So, anyway. Jim Talaferro, let me ask you this, Councilman. Um, do they want the street list changed? We all have the the list of streets the mayor's proposing. To, do they want it changed? Do they want that list no. to be equal among council districts? What is the what is the beef? Well, I don't know. I think the beef, if you will, I think the. Quite frankly, I'm not sure. I don't think anything's going to be changed as far as the streets that are slated for um, overlays or sidewalk improvements or anything of that nature. I don't think that list will be changed because I've been given that list out, you know, in my speaking engagement. So I don't think that's going to be changed. I don't really understand. And this is nothing to do with Councilwoman Taylor. Um, explaining it, I'm sure that she understood exactly what she was trying to get across. I did not. So I'm not going to speak for anybody else other than, you know, we all voted to kind of postpone this thing until um, we got a better handle on exactly what her intentions were. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, So all I can say is, is that I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't thrilled about um, the changes right there to be made on the fly because I was very confused. And as I've heard it said before, that a confused mind always votes no. And I did not want to vote yes or no on something that obviously some of my other constituents, I mean, I'm sorry, other council members wanted some clarification on as well. So we're, we're going to get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very optimistic about it because today is a wonderful Wednesday, and that's where we are. We're optimistic about the city and the state of our city, the love of our city. So we're going to get this worked out. We're going to serve our citizens. We're going to get some stuff done, you know, on streets like uh, our citizens deserve. Let me ask you this, Jim Talaferro, um, and, and, I, and I don't know that I <laughs> just, fully, fully briefed just, you on this, but I'm having a little bit of a pib moment. Oh, my gosh. The, Stand by. The, 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 the hold on to your britches. The council is... Yes, uh, is turning into quite the circus. Um, you mm-hmm. served time on the Caddo Commission. You guys, you guys did things correctly with regard to Robert's Rules of Order. You know, if you call for the question, uh, and I got a text from a former council member today, and I'm getting texts from now. This is my third, excuse me, fourth former council member who said to watch our council chairman go on these rants is so disappointing why is another member of the council not saying and i'm quoting here from two former council members the appropriate motion would be point of order mr chairman and he would have to stop and then if he does not then it's a vote of no confidence um is that something you and uh, i mean i know alan jackson i know ursula bowman probably feels the same way i know grayson butcher probably feels the same way that is not the place for him to go on a rant, and it's not the first time yesterday. And, and, and attacking and, and I, verbally private citizens and members of the media mm-hmm. because he doesn't like what they're saying or writing. Well, and I, I do, um, I do agree with you, and I agree with the the people that have let you know about their displeasure in our behavior. Um, you, I, I don't. I get frustrated, as you can tell by my voice. I very I get frustrated about uh, the lack of professionalism. I think um, many of you remember that, um, you know, when the chair um, um, uh, dressed down, as I've been told, it's called dressed down, Miss 
John Glover. I you uh, did you did was make remarks. That up. Yeah, you, you made citizen. remarks. Well, you a know, private but citizen. My, yeah, but here's my thing: is that um, I regret um, because I was so angry at that time. I could not jot down my thoughts fast enough. I regret not saying something at that time. Unfortunately, it happened during a work session, so I did have the latitude of, you know, making comments. Um, the day after at the regular work session. But you're absolutely correct. We owe our citizens a, um, a, 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 a better visual um, than what they get. Um, I was disappointed. I was kind of been, I was embarrassed that we had the mayor of Grambling there yeah, the other yeah. day. And I don't know when, I do not know when he left, but I know one of the statements that he made in, as I introduced myself to him and appreciated him attending, you know, he said, we thought we'd come over and see how the big boys do. It. Oh God! You know, and, and I'm and I and I'm thinking about this. You know, as um, Chairman Green is, um, you know, talking about John Settle, and I'm pretty sure that it's John he was talking about. You know, but uh, regardless of who he's talking about, um, I agree with you. Is that um, you know this was this was an embarrassing moment. I think I don't I think I share the sentiments of many of my colleagues on the council and um I think it is time that um you know we kind of act professional act like the citizens representatives mm-hmm. act like the citizens voice act like the people that uh we should be the leaders that we should be uh, not that we get everything right and not that we're not going to disagree on a variety of things but one of you mentioned uh, me sitting on the commission. The commission, I just love the commission. Yes, we disagreed with each other, mm-hmm. but when we walked out, it was, it was just, you know, let's go have a beer kind of thing, right? Um, because we left it on the table, and it was, uh, it, it was just a different environment altogether. And that's what I hope to bring, get back to bring into this environment here, because our citizens deserve so much uh-huh. better. And, and quite frankly, so do we. Yeah, so that, do we as uh, elected officials. I hope I hope you guys do something about it. I I mean, it's a three ring circus now, and it's becoming a joke. And uh, it's sad. Well, it's sad to watch, and it's very embarrassing. It is true. It is true. And and you've heard this said a long time before I even got on the council is that I don't even bother watching because it's a circus. Yeah. Who wants Who wants to be known sitting on a council that you're just part of a circus? Right. Um. And, and I don't. For sure. I mean, you know, my military and service background, I don't want that uh, to follow me. I want to be something a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. professional than that. So anyway, well, we're going to make some changes. Good well, luck. thank you so much. And I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Jim. Thanks. Jim Tanafaro, Shreveport City Councilman. Appreciate your time. Mike and McC- seven FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty, the puppy killer. Um, hey, don't <laughs> earlier, say that. Early this morning, early this morning, yeah. I, uh, I, in fact, as I got here to the station, I, I looked at my phone and mm-hmm. I had a missed call from you. Yes, you did. And I thought, oh, because I, I, I was running a little late this morning mm-hmm. because I went to the concert last night. And Sheriff Prater dressed you down for that. Didn't get in bed until after 11, so mm-hmm. I did hit the snooze. Yep. But you were coming on 
what's that overpass? What is that bridge going in front of Ernest's um, there? That kind of is a, it Market Street coming? Uh, Spring Street. It's going into downtown. Springs turns into Spring Street. Yeah. So you're heading north, mm-hmm. going past Ernest's, and then you get on westbound entrance ramp, big ramp to I-20, mm-hmm. which goes all the way around. It's a long ramp. It's about 80 miles, and and it's raining. It's dark. <laughs> it's raining. It's dark. It's in the 4.30 time frame, something like that. And I see what looked like a, a dark plastic bag kind of flowing across the, the road. And then in as I got you? in front of me, okay. it's way in front of me, though. So I'm like, so I slowed down just a smidge. Then as I got closer to it, because I've seen possums up there. I've seen, you know, raccoons up there, weird things. So I got closer and I thought, oh, it's an animal. It's a, you know, it looked might be a possum or raccoon. And then I noticed as I got right at it, it's a small little doggy. And he's on the inside lane. Not lane. There's only one lane. He's on the inside shoulder and he's walking back toward Ernest. Um, and so I, I'm by this time, by the time I realized it was a dog, I'm already now merging onto I-20. There's no chance of backing up. I'm, I'm, I'm in traffic now on I-20. And so I thought, golly, Mike's going to be behind me. Let me call Mike and tell him to go that way and pick up that puppy and bring him to work and we'll find a new home for him. So when I called you, I got the blank you button. No, you didn't. (laughs) I didn't even know it was ringing. I got nobody. I got voicemail. So I thought, oh, my. Now, my phone was on. Okay. But it was on silent Uh, because I had put it on silent during the concert last right, night right. and i just hadn't turned the, the ringer back on yet yeah and and like the sheriff said what if she'd been in a wreck what if we were arresting her and she, you, you were her one call <laughs> and you didn't take her call yeah. so he was on my side with this and i thought about do i call 911 it's not an emergency call. You don't call 911. Right. Let me tell you that. I know, I know. You can call the Shreveport non-emergency number, 673-7300. And MASH number three. And then MASH. Who mash. says MASH? And and then you'll get to a, an officer who can say, you know, whether you should call the, yeah, the uh, animal control or whatever. And But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the, the doggy got saved because it was not up there by somebody who went behind me after that but i was really really worried that i i felt so bad that i didn't stop nor did i turn around and you should feel bad i was running late too and i thought oh my gosh michael get it michael take care of it and we could have a little puppy hanging out around here today but no so i'm hopeful that the dog is gone and somebody, t- if somebody has an update for me, please, the Shreveport Security Systems message board, let me know. It looked like a little chihuahua, um, cute little tan colored dog, and it was just adorable. And I'm adorable. I barely saw it. But now, I we hate did get that. a message. Uh, Guitarist Sand said uh, that I drove past Ernest's, and this was uh, just before 7 o'clock this morning, did not see any signs. Of the puppy, mm-hmm, which good. hopefully not a grease stain on the road right, either. Right, hoping it's somewhere safe. And I and and I I read that and said, well, maybe they weren't on the ramp that because the dog was up way up on the ramp, and they and they wrote back, no, I was on the ramp, mm, so okay. didn't see any evidence of it. Oh, maybe somebody that cared more than you did uh, did stop and and <laughs> it's rescued. Not a puppy killer, yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we we did get a message that said, Aaron, if you ever run for office, it's going to come out oh. that you're a puppy killer. 
golly, that's terrible. <laughs> You're terrible. I didn't kill the puppy. The puppy's alive and well, and somebody at Ernest has got him. I I'm hope. hoping. I mean, I hope so. Because, man, crab legs would be delish. seven <laughs> <laughs> FM. Ruben, Ruben singing to us. Is that the wrong song? I think it might be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that one anymore. <laughs> 1017 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. Lizzo wanted her money. Had a... What is that? What the hell is that? I almost bolted out of the room. I didn't know what that was. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> New little alarm in here. Still don't know what that was. Where's what? our engineer? That scared me. Okay. Uh, I was saying... Um, Went to the concert last night. Mm-hmm. Allison Krauss and Robert freaking Plant. <laughs> Legends. From Leonard Skinner, right? Yes. <laughs> You're just saying that to get me. I am. I am. <laughs> yeah, Robert Plant. And and let me tell you, I looked at my, my brother-in-law came over from East Texas and, and we went and, and we went and enjoyed the show. Robert Plant still got it. He's got to be oh, in his yeah. 70s. And I know he's with Pink Floyd. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> At least you got it right. Uh, yes. Um, I, amazing. It was amazing. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> We're going to talk about... I made him mad. <laughs> shut up. I can say that my work wife... We want t- a divorce. <laughs> Not yet, but, Not but, yet. but, yeah, but, okay. but we're going to get a separation. Yeah, we're in separate beds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's on the couch. <laughs> Sorry. With the dogs. <laughs> uh, Shreveport, talk about talk about a debacle. Shreveport City Council. Uh, oh. A few things I want to, I want to talk about that coming up. Yeah. Thanks to uh, Jim Talaferro for joining us earlier this morning. Um, uh, the, the City Council Chairman just... Out of control. I'm just going to say it. Out of control. Out of control. Mm-hmm. Talk about that next. Micah McCarty. 101. <laughs> 101. 101.7 FM 710 Keel. Okay. Mike and McCarty. Let me hike up my britches because I am, I am, oh, I'm in trouble today. I, I read the transcript of uh, oh. Councilman Chairman Green's diatribe. That's what it's it. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's gone off. Uh, last time he went off on John Glover, a, yeah. a, a private citizen of mm-hmm. Shreveport right. who's very active and she cares about the community. A She's sweet lady. A very sweet lady. Mm-hmm. She attends uh, school board meetings. She attends uh, city council meetings, Caddo Commission meetings. You bet. She's very involved, mm-hmm. very informed. And she made the mistake of saying something that he didn't that like. He didn't like. He has and turned. And he berated her. Yeah, from his From dais. the council to, uh, horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That goes in public record in front of citizens mm-hmm. berated her for he, no reason. He did it again yesterday. Other than the fact that he didn't like what she was saying. I want you to think about this if you're listening to us. Who's next? It could be you. It could be me. It could be Mike. It could be somebody else that, that James Green doesn't disagree, that James Green disagrees with. 
from his seat as one of the leaders of our community, he is devolving regularly now into personal attacks, um, horrible comments. He yesterday went off on a member of the media and on and on and on. I'm not even going to ask before. Who does he answer to? The voters. They keep electing him. Okay, but in a situation like this, see, when when somebody is not answerable to a a, a supervisor, mm-hmm. they, I don't know, is but is this is an abuse? Now. Is this an abuse of oh, power? Here I go. Okay, let me gird. Reuben, be careful with the button over there. I need to gird. It is time for the other members of our city council to grow a set. It is time for you to put Robert's Rules of Order in place. Call point of order, Mr. Chairman. This is not appropriate behavior on our panel. And call him out. Then if you have, if he keeps going, then you simply say, point of clarification, you are out of order. You're absolutely out of order, and then they have to take a vote on it. He could be declared a breach of order. He could be declared... Um, vote of no confidence by his colleagues but i say that's not going to happen i'm optimistic i'm hopeful that you will have i think alan jackson is a very responsible man i think ursula bowman is a responsible person they are now you're part of the circus you're in one of the rings mr jackson miss bowman you're in one of the rings of the circus is that where you want to be do you want this whole town laughing at you well it's it's, a mockery and it's other towns that are looking at us going really this is the best that you guys can do i'm hoping our vice chairman tabitha taylor would step up and say this is not the place for that this is the place to come do business of our city if you have a beef with somebody handle it and i tell people that i hire that i've hired over the years that i work with over the years Always, my number one rule is praise someone in public. Let the world know how great you are. If I have a beef with you, Mike Martindale, I'm going to come to you mano a mano. No one else will hear it. I will say, Mike, you pissed me off. And, and here's why. And, and let me tell you, and as as a listener, when, when Aaron and I first started talking about me coming in, uh, taking this job, That is one of the things that Erin said. And she goes, I know you're not like this. You're not going to go in the hallways and diss somebody or talk about somebody. Mm -hmm. She goes, please come to me first. Yes. And Erin, Erin, so she is speaking truth when she says that. And I've had a long career. Next week will be 39 years in this chair. Well, not quite this chair. But that is a big rule. Make everybody in the world know about it when it's great. But Reverend Green, when you have an issue with somebody, handle it mano a mano. Say, look, I don't appreciate how you're doing this. I don't like it. Please don't do it again. If they keep doing it, then, you know, you don't have to be involved with them. But you don't get on our public dais up there on the horseshoe and berate a member of the media, a private Because who's next? During the time that's meant for city business. Take care of our city business. Take care of our city. Stop this. It's a circus. It's embarrassing. I can't imagine the other council members. They must be cringing sitting up there. Well, you would hope. 
But why hasn't somebody said something? It is time for one of them to step up. It is time for one of them to say, point of order, this is, you're out of order, Mr. Chairman. And then if you have to take a vote to vote him no vote of no confidence, do it. If you have to vote him off as chair and put Tabitha Taylor, the vice chair, on as chair, do that. Will it happen with this council? Not likely. Should it? It's getting to the point where it probably should. And it's going to take more of us to, you know, keep badgering them and say, this is not what you're supposed to be doing, Reverend Green. And when I say Reverend Green, it makes me curdle because that's not how a reverend would act. It's not how a man of God would act. Sorry. I need to fix my panties. Well, I go back and say, is this an abuse of power? It absolutely is. This is this is not this is not what you're called to do. And yes, you are an elected official, mm-hmm. which he likes to point out. I was elected. Yes, you're elected. Mm-hmm. You're held you're a pastor. You're held to a higher standard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm I'm embarrassed. If I were a member of his family, I would be so embarrassed. If that were my father, my uncle, my grandpa. OMG. Aren't you bigger than that, Reverend Green? Aren't you bigger than that? Somebody that he takes their calls. He doesn't take my calls, FYI. I could call him again and get his preaching. He, he preaches to me. Um, aren't you bigger than that? Aren't you a better man than that? It's time to be a better man, Reverend Green. Please, show us a better man. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, boy. Hmm. We're up against a hard break. <laughs> because we could both we could both continue oh, this conversation. Yeah, we could. Micah McCarty, 101. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I'm gonna, change, I'm gonna change gears for just a little bit. Please do. I need I, a minute. I told you. I know. I, I told you. Went to the concert last night. Um, I love Allison Krauss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Led Zeppelin fan. I told you <laughs> years ago. My son came down the stairs. He was uh, may have been middle school. May I think he okay. was in high school. And he goes, Dad, you ever heard of this band called Led Zeppelin? <laughs> Did he really? Like, son, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, a little familiar with it. You, re- you remember I was in album rock radio for, right, for years. Right, right. Uh, Robert Plant commented from the stage um, about how odd he was to be on that stage mm. and the history yeah. of Shreveport, not just Elvis. Right. Hank Williams, you know. Uh, uh, Huddy Ledbetter. Mm-hmm. I mean, the history that Shreveport. Uh, Robert he tweeted out pictures um, on his on his Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Huddy Ledbetter's uh, uh, memorial site. Wow. Um, uh, the, you know the Shreveport Municipal Auditorium. Mm-hmm. The, it was just really cool. You know, I, we said this earlier this morning with you know with different guests, uh, Justin Dixon. Yeah, people bash Freeport. And yeah, there are things we can bash. Sure. But there are also a lot of good things we can be proud of. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot of exciting things happening economically in Shreveport. Right. That that uh, hopefully will feed upon itself and continue to grow more good economic development. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But there's history that we can be proud of. And when you're you're a legend like he is and you're standing on a stage where so many legends have performed, you have to be in awe oh. a little bit, you know? And for him to announce it, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool because he's and, a legend himself. And Greg did a, a post on, on uh, keelnews.com mm-hmm. and talked about Robert, you know, Robert Plant coming, said... He doesn't have to play Shreveport. No, he does he not. He doesn't have to play a venue uh, relatively as small mm-hmm. as the Municipal Auditorium. He didn't have to play ever again. He didn't want to. <laughs> but he came here because of the history. And I'm sure Allison Krause has t- said to him, because she's been here several times. Sure. Um, you know, what a great venue it is. That's why Bob Dylan keeps coming back. Bob, People are like, I, how is Bob Dylan keep coming here? He was here about a year ago. He loves that place. I saw him at, at the municipal. Mm-hmm. He loves it. So, yeah, there's, a, there, yes, we can bash. There's a lot of things to bash, mm-hmm. <laughs> including our city council. <laughs> but we have a lot of great but things going on. We have a lot of great on. things going on that we can be proud of. By the way, don't we didn't get with the, uh, on this with Mr. Talaferro earlier today. Don't forget Saturday is election day. Those bond yes. propositions are important. They're we'll reauthorizations. We'll be talking about those in the next couple of days too cuz that's a it's a lot of money that funds basic city services. That have been on the books for years and yeah, years and years. these are not new. No. The previous administration dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. It should have already been taken care of, but it yeah. wasn't. Right. So now it's having to be taken care of in this election. Mm-hmm. Coming up Saturday, vote yes. So They're just, important. They're important, mm-hmm. and it's it's not, there are no new taxes in these propositions. Yes. So we'll clear that up. Micah McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710Q.